a new episode of Wizards After Dark. I promise you guys one a week, and guess what? You're getting one a week. We're really, we're somehow still churning out content. I'm throwing out articles, and man, the the Athletic is putting stuff out. Ben, we're 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 killing stuff right now. I got Ben Standig on the Skype line right now. Speaking of just churning things out, I got the machine. Ben Standig, who's calling Tommy Shepard and talking to him about taking classes at Yale. He's got everything down. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, we, yeah, we, we did a story on The Athletic, a few of us, like catching up with like random people in D.C. sports scene, asking like basically how they're doing. And one question was, what's the most random thing you're doing these days? That Tommy's answer, that wasn't Tommy's answer for that. The, the Yale thing was about a hobby. But the most random thing that I think now I have done during this last two months is asking people what's the most random thing they've done. <laughs> I think the most random thing that I've done is uh, read about Tommy Shepard taking classes at Yale. That that makes perfect sense. I totally see him doing that. It's if Everyone's going back to school. John Wall says he's taking, a bus- he's taking business classes at Kentucky online now. Tommy Shepard's taking classes at Yale. Hell of a time. Hell of a time for the Wizards in education. You know what? I give it up to the people who've taken advantage of their time. Like, like technically, you and I have more time, but not real. Well, I can't speak for, for you because you and I are in different scenarios with our respective teams and leagues. But, like, we all have to work. So it's not like we have, like, completely tons of, like, extra time. On the other hand... Uh, yeah, I do. I am sort of envious of people who have such time that they could actually do like something very specific, really focus on it, and just get into it. I, I have not been. I, I I shouldn't say I don't have the time, but I haven't had the time and the energy based on the other stuff I'm doing. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. People people come up to me, and they people always. Well, I shouldn't say they come up to me. No one comes up to me. People come up to me figuratively, and. <laughs> I don't mean random strangers. I mean friends and stuff. And they say, what are you doing now? What are you doing? Because I don't know uh, about you. None of my friends read or follow anything that I write or do. Just nothing. No one in my family. No one. No one knows anything that I write ever. It's a great feeling. So (laughs) so I have people asking me, like, what are you doing? Are you just not working now? Like, no. Somehow I'm just busier than ever. Just working on all these big long-term things. And I've got, like, nine projects in the work. And it's just they all blend into one another, you know, because everything is from home. And we're not moving. And we're not leaving. And you never put it away because by the time you finish one story, you're working on the next three. And it just – keep snowballing like that it's like i feel like i'm busier than ever i i oh, i mean you you're forced to have these conversations with me added on it's a lot <laughs> i'm definitely feel like this is the busiest i've been i mean I, it's it's coming up on almost a year for me at the athletic and uh, this has been the busiest two month stretch for for sure despite i mean again it's a little bit different because for the nfl the off season was essentially normal uh, but but even still, just like you can just feel the extra. It's not pressure, but everything is just more present for me th- than it normally is because every day we have to, you know, you go out and get food. At least for me, I'm paying attention to what am I touching, wiping everything down, what do I have, you know, um, trying to stay on top of like the day to day stuff in different ways than I was b- before. Uh, so yeah, I will say this, like to, to to turn this into a little bit of a th- therapy session. 
you, you mentioned like the idea of like one article bleeds into the other. Like t- this is the first week since this has started where for me, my brain feels like it's starting to break. I, I, I like, I, I like to write often like at like a coffee shop or, or, or somewhere where there's like people and some noise and just some energy that that can help me. And like, I've gotten through obviously to this point, but I, I've got like this one story in particular I need to get done. I've stared at my screen three days in a row and have written no sentences. I, I can't, like, I cannot, I cannot figure out what to do. And I, I don't know how to fix the problem right now because I, I feel that my solution is one that is not available to me, which is to get around, uh, get out of my, where I am and do, and be somewhere else. I, I've never related to any story more than I related to that story. Couldn't be more the same. <laughs> yeah. Could not be more the same. In the exact same way. I, I, it's, you know what? This is the perfect, this is the perfect transition. That's how I'm feeling about this podcast right now. So I'm just turning it over to you. You're going to, you're going to host right now. Uh, you're, (laughs) you're the host of Wizards After Dark right now. What are we talking about? Uh, well, so you, 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 uh, I I don't even know what. Wait, no, do it. You got, you got to do an intro. You got to do an intro. Do a whole intro. And then you can go into three or four hours ago what I said. I don't even remember what I said three or four hours ago. Um, all, right, all right. Okay, here we go. Three, two. All right. Welcome to a new edition of the Wizards After Dark podcast. Oh, I should have done like the thing like, well, what does Zach Lowe do with like the whole Beck thing? Like, I should have done that. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you could have you thrown in a welcome to or. Um, yeah, exactly. I should have um, I should have put in. I should have done the music first with a bum 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 bum. Should have done with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is Ben Standing. I uh, I uh, occasionally write about the Wizards, mostly write about the Redskins and other randomness for the Athletic. Uh, Fred Katz, our Wizards guru, is here with me. He is uh, lo- lost his way, so I'm trying to help him out, figure out what we can talk about about a team and a sport that has been dormant now for uh, <clears throat> a couple months but uh you know maybe there's some signs of life uh, well I ha- but, but i randomly came up with some thoughts fred but you're doing okay though i'm i'm clearly horrible i think we went over this all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so so here's so here's what i got so like of like i don't know three or four hours ago you texted and said you want to do a podcast uh i had just literally done one with somebody on the redskins their podcast for like an hour and i was like you know what? I'm basically putting my brain on 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 a mental break, so I can talk. I just can't write. So I'm like, okay, sure. What? And then after we we said cool, and we picked like a time, and then I thought to myself, you know what? I haven't really thought about the Wizards in a real substantive way in for a while because obviously nothing's happening, and I've been busy with other stuff. So I started thinking, well, what do I even care about right now for the Wizards? I came up with two completely random topics. Just in case, I guess I needed to help uh, create my own conversation. So, uh, so, so, so here we go. Since Great. You're just letting me I actually, I actually secretly do have a couple of things to address, but they're they're kind of tangential to yours. So we'll we'll weave we'll weave in and out. I'm enjoying you hosting. I'm really enjoying this. This is great. Great, great. All right. So the 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 the, the first one. This is like we're just going big right off the bat. It's a topic that's been discussed a million times by you. 
but by anybody who pays attention to the Wizards, by the NBA at large over the last year and change, and it has to do with Bradley Beal. It has to do specifically with what should the Wizards do with Bradley Beal? And this topic has been discussed in, you know, what do you do? You know, they gave him a contract. Uh, you know, they gave him the, the extension last year for the for, for the one year. But this is a thing that was going to come up at the end of the year again, one way or the other. Even though he's got some more years on his deal, so on and so on. But my thought was this, and somebody helped me kind of get to this thought. We have a new factor here and that is the pandemic specifically this season we'll assume is for the wizards purposes not going to really return one way or the other but it does affect what happens next year the 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 timing could be a delay in the season could be a shrink a a shortened season i mean who knows what's going to happen and the clock on bradley beal is ticking and so the basic question is does this pandemic ultimately change how we need to think about what the Wizards should do with Bradley Beal. And as somebody who was pro-keeping Bradley Beal, I think it might. So I'll, 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 let it, I'll go there and then let you uh, weigh in. Wait, go, go on. I want to hear your justification as to why, do, why you think it might. Well, so again, uh, take again. if I'm forgetting something because my brain's been elsewhere, correct me. But, I mean, my, my, my basic thinking has been, look, I'm, being, I'm realistic with what the Wizards are, with their situation is. Ted Leontis is a big proponent of getting into the playoffs. You need those home playoff games. Bradley Beal has been fanta- was, you know, fantastic this season. Uh, he's been great the last couple of years. To me, he's the guy that's the, the, the tone setter they need if they're going to turn this thing uh, you know, around is a t- turning around is relative, but you know what I mean? Like the, the best thing about this past season to me was ultimately that they seem to try hard and play hard most nights. And I give him the bulk of the credit from the playing standpoint that people fed off of him. That's why I think you keep him. And he's also still relatively young and all that. But uh, how many years does he have left on his deal after this year? He is a free agent in 2022. So, Two more years after this one. Right. So, you know, it's one of those things where if you trade him with two years left, you're going to get more than if you trade him with one year left. And when you look at the situation with so much uncertainty in the league right now, we don't know what kind of season there's going to be in the 2020-21 season. We don't know how many games it'll be, when it'll start. We don't know what the salary cap situation is going to look like in the league, you know, the available Money. Uh, we don't know about the budgets. You know, we, we, you know, we don't know. You know, we don't know exactly who's going to be available. Even if the Wizards keep Davis Bertans and John Wall comes back playing at a pretty good level, are the Wizards really in position to do much more than sort of just make the playoffs? I mean, we already saw this team with Wall and Beal only get so far, and I would argue this team is not going to be as good as it was then. And so, if you kind of give, you know, kind of let a Beal year go by with so much uncertainty and now you're down to one year and if he wants out right now, I mean, now you're losing leverage and who knows what the NBA world looks like in another year post pandemic. So I, 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 do, I mean, look, I don't even know what you, what a Bradley Beal trade looks like at this point because there's so much uncertainty in the league overall, but assuming that people would still want him as they would, I, I, I'm kind of wondering if it does make more sense for the Wizards on some level to take what you can get, play for the play for down the road, and and sort of just you know 
go that route rather than think, well, with Beal back, we can make a real run next year to some degree when you just have no idea what's going to happen? A few things. I will preface them with saying I absolutely do not think that they will trade Bradley Beal this summer. And I know that as of now, they don't want to trade Bradley Beal this summer. They constantly say they don't want to trade Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal doesn't want to be traded. So I do not think when an organization wants to keep a player and a player doesn't want to leave an organization, that player tends to stay with that organization. I don't think he's going to be traded. But since we're speaking in hypotheticals and ways that the pandemic can affect this situation, I'll throw out some incredible hypotheticals that have five million ifs in them. Um, The first one is the cap goes down pretty far. Now they're gonna I think they're gonna be able to find a way to artificially increase next year's salary cap, but let's say the cap goes down far enough and they eliminate the luxury tax just for one season. They they did a there was a similar thing, they eliminated the luxury tax for a little bit different reasons. They didn't reach BRI basketball-related income limits before the 2005-06 season. And in 05-06, they eliminated the luxury tax for one year. Let's say they eliminate the luxury tax next year because the salary cap falls enough because obviously the league loses so much revenue this year that there's a a significant dip in the cap, whatever it is. This summer's free agency class is already bad. Now, though, because teams aren't paying the luxury tax in this hypothetical scenario that already has 5 million hypotheticals baked into it, because teams aren't paying the luxury tax... And because it's already, number one, it's already a bad trademark. It's already a bad free agency class, like a really bad free agency class. And number two, because now there's not as much free agent movement because there already were only six or seven teams that were going to have significant cap room. And all those teams, many of those teams, by the way, are just really bad bottom of the league teams who aren't going to be necessarily looking at the top free agents like there's a reason that that everyone thinks that Anthony Davis is going back beyond him just wanting to be a Laker you know there there are other other things that go into that and it's that there aren't other attractive destinations out there in terms of decent teams in decent in you know attractive markets uh that have cap room to sign the the teams that have room are Detroit and Atlanta and Charlotte those teams teams that aren't aren't going to be getting major players so because a team that might be looking to upgrade uh, won't have the cap room. And because there might not be a luxury, let's assume in this scenario there's no luxury tax, that might put a team that usually vies away from the luxury tax in contention to trade for Beal because they won't have to worry about going into the tax and they can feel they have a year to figure out how to get back under, you know? So let's say Denver. Denver historically doesn't want to go into the luxury tax. Denver also could use an upgrade. Bradley Beal, from a basketball perspective, would be perfect on Denver. Denver also has good young players that they could trade. Uh, That's like a thing that comes to mind to me. And maybe because of that, Beal's value on the market goes up. And because his value on the market goes up, the Wizards would say in this, again, scenario with a million hypotheticals, the Wizards say... You know what? This is this is too good of a situation. If if we're not good this year and we have to trade him at the deadline, we might end up having to get way less than this. Let's just do this right now. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think most of those things are going to happen. But I'm throwing it out there. Other other scenario. This is one of the things I wanted to touch on, on the podcast today, and I'm going to weave it in. 
Now, this one adds about five gazillion other hypotheticals. Fantastic. Yeah, it's what we're doing here. This is this is the 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 what if off season podcast. One of the things that people have thrown out as a you know like a distant possibility for next year, people have said you know if the cap drops enough because it's going to be such a problem. If the cap drops enough, then maybe they get rid of the luxury tax, and or maybe they put in another amnesty, like they did in two thousand eleven, when a bunch of the teams had the ability to. Release a player, and they obviously still have to pay the money that they owe, the guaranteed money they owe to that player, but that money doesn't count against their books, so it helps you with salary cap room, or it helps you with luxury tax room, or something like that. If the league does an amnesty, which again, it's like, who the hell knows? I mean, there are a gazillion different things that are thrown out there, and they're all just thrown out there. This is not like the league is tossing it around in the front office. These are just things that people are throwing out there as you know, potential ideas that could help teams if they're really seriously in, in dire financial situations. And the amnesty is something that could help their books. If that's the case, then John Wall is a candidate for that. And if the Wizards were to decide to choose John Wall and amnesty him to get his contract off of their books, then all of a sudden the whole John Wall, Bradley Beal wants to stay. He wants to see how it works with John Wall, which I think is I mean, I know is absolutely true. That is 100% true. Pride does want to see how it works with John. I think they think that they're going to be better together than they were before. I think they feel like they know each other better. I think their relationship right now is better than it's ever been, quite frankly. And if John's not here, then all of a sudden Brad's like, wait, what am I doing here? Again, a gazillion hypotheticals. I'm sure someone will get annoyed with me for even bringing that possibility up. But that's another thing, too. I don't know. Do you think there? Let's say the cap drops enough. Like, how would you feel about an amnesty in general? So I, I so and and you know, I, I think this goes in a couple a couple of ways. There's the what would I kind of do? What would I think? But what do I also think that the Wizards think kind of thing. Like I, if I'm the Wizards, I would I would strongly consider doing the amnesty. For, for for John Wall, I mean, I, I you know, look, if he comes back anywhere close to the level he was before, well, I just mean more be, like, what would you think of the league implementing? Do you think that would be uh, a good idea if the cap drops enough? Is that something you'd be for? Uh, I'm intrigued by I the mean, idea. I, I think it makes some sense. Look, I think they're going to have to be creative as hell. I mean, I have, I'll be honest. I have, like I said, I have not paid enough attention to all these broad rules. I focus when you know when I've been thinking about the NBA, it's been more about just the concept of when are they coming back and how does that connect with the NFL and just, you know, all, all of the things we're doing in society. So I haven't really looked as much into those things, but I mean, uh, the, yeah, the whole, it, I think all those things are going to have to be, be creative. And that seems like a, a, a creative way to potentially get out, to get out of some issues. And maybe that's just, you know, one of several ways uh, or several ideas to, to consider, but um but sure, I mean, I think that seems like a potentially uh, viable uh, viable thing to consider. What's the What's the next topic, host? You got to carry this show right now. Oh, I, I will. And by the way, just to go back to that, like like I said, I don't think the Wizards would 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 actually you know want to get rid of Beal at all. Uh, but like, I I you know like I said, I just wonder on some level from a you know a um. 
you know, if this thing's changed, by the way, this is maybe a more minor point, and you can tell me I'm completely way wrong on this. But if you traded Beal for younger players and picks, just from a simple cash standpoint, like, I mean, I know they have, there's a floor they have to get to with the cap, but like, just from a money standpoint, trading Beal away would save money. And I do wonder what that's going to look like when the Wizards. Maybe. Well, to some degree, I'm saying, depending on what they get back and, and yeah. whatever. But, like. I mean, you still have to match um, salaries, presumably, if you're doing it with a team over the cap. And and chances are you would be doing it with a team over the cap because there aren't that many teams under the cap right now who would be viable Beal, uh, you know, trade candidates if you did it now. And obviously, if you waited till the deadline or next, you know, in season, if you did it like that, or even the 2021 deadline, then then obviously you're trading with a team over the cap. So, like, maybe, I mean, maybe you could end up taking back 85% of the salary that you're giving out. But I don't I don't know if you save a ton. I'm also not that worried about them financially in terms of, like, if there's luxury tax next year, they won't be over it. For all the talk of them paying a lot to Beal and Wall, which obviously they are, they're they're pretty okay in terms of luxury tax. They're not, they're not going to have cap room, but they're... They're pretty okay. Even if they re-signed Davis Bertans for an eight-figure salary, like they're pretty okay because they've got Rui. They got a lot of rookie deals. Rui on a rookie deal, and Troy Brown on a rookie deal, and Bonga on a cheap contract, and and Wagner on a cheap contract. So they're 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 fine. Like I'm not worried about them unless something crazy that I don't expect with the cap happens and it just plummets and they leave a luxury tax and. 23 of the 30 teams in the league are in the tax. I'm not worried about them. I think I think they will not be in the tax next year, and I don't think it will seem unnatural for them to get out of it. Gotcha. And this may be more of my NFL brain working because, like, the Redskins right now have the second most uh, salary cap space available, and, and they're not doing anything, it appears. And people are asking, why are they doing anything? And one thing that was said to me was basically, well, all of us on the outside focus on salary cap, meaning you have all this money to play with. It's also actual money. So if the Redskins don't want to actually spend the actual cash, the the eight million dollar contract, the ten million dollar contract, because whatever they don't think they the team is going to be, you know, they don't need this player. They're not going to be good enough to compete. So so why put in more whatever? Like then why you know the, the ownership may say, eh, why do we really need to spend it? So that may be part of my brain and. Like I said, I, until we see what happens, I, I'm sure the Wizards books, the, the books at Monumental Sports probably can't be so great with all these teams not playing. So I'm sort of keeping my brain on some level of thinking that, you know, Ted Leontis may, you know, in, in various ways may, you know, look to cut expenses. But but Bradley Beal's contract <laughs> is not necessarily an expense that uh, you got to worry about. Um, all right. So now while that topic was a fairly OK, hey, that's a that's a sports radio topic makes a lot of sense this one is complete silly mostly but but, but a little practicality now again i have not paid attention to this so hopefully i'm not completely wrong on this but my sense is that when they if the nba season resumes and they do one of these pod things they may force teams to limit how many players how many people can be be part of the party that the team brings beyond the players Mm -hmm. you can't like the, the wizards have an ensemble of you know, of, of coaches and, and, and trainers and, and front office people, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, they could fill up an entire section or two. Yeah, it's a very big, up. I think they have the most assistant coaches in the league. They have a, they have a big front office staff. Like, yeah, they, they got a lot of, they, they travel with a right. big pack. Yeah. 
So, okay, now let's just say for, for argument's sake that the Wizards are part of this, whatever is going to happen. They, all the 30 teams are showing up in, in Orlando. Uh, the, everybody's part of this, and the Wizards are part of this. And the league say, okay, here's the deal. Beyond the players, and let's just say beyond PR, when it comes to the coaching staff and the front office, you can only bring five people. Obviously, you can talk to them on the phone or Zoom, but in the in the pod, five people can be there. Which five people for the Wizards are showing up? Wait, oh, out of coaches in front office? Yeah. Oh, Scott Brooks. Mm, let's say, okay, Scott Brooks. I, I think you don't bring anyone from the front office in that case. I think you got to bring in game people. Like, what's what's the point of Tommy Shepard actually coming, right? In that scenario, I mean, obviously, in a normal scenario, we know the point. But what's what's the point in that scenario? Like, is he going to give you more of an advantage than the fifth coach is? No, I guess it depends. Like in game, obviously not. But there's other factors. There's in person. Like again, oh, because they're there the whole time, right? Right. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. On the assumption that the Wizards would be there for as long as anybody would effectively be there. Right. Right. Then it's a face to face conversation with John Wall when maybe he's or any player that they they had a bad. Well, John Wall's not playing, but you know, whatever. Somebody, some players having a bad day. They have a conversation, or even just to get it to talk to Brooks, you know, to get a sense of the team. Plus, all the other thirty teams are there, twenty nine teams are there, so presumably they're going to have people. You can talk to them, whether it's about free agents or right. who knows what. No, you're right. GM so, needs to be uh, there, so Tommy Shepard's got to be there. So Shepard and Brooks, obvious ones. That's right there. Are we including doctors in this, or are we assuming doctors are there? Right. I'll, I'll assume doctors. I'll assume like the, like somebody from PR and like and doctors and trainers doctors, like, are their own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm basically talking about right, the the, assist, the 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 coaching staff, the front office, the 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 basketball uh, developmental coaches, yeah. like those types of people. No, this is a good so, game. This is a good game. So I'm taking I'm taking Scott Brooks. I'm taking Tommy Shepard, and then I'm taking Robert Pack. Uh, I'm taking, I guess, Mike Longabardi. You need your guy who does your offense and pack, and you need your guy who does your defense and Longabardi. And I'm taking, um, oof, who's? I'm trying to debate if it's worth it to take another assistant coach, or if you reach down, reach down and you take a developmental guy, because you kind of need a young coach to work out these guys. You know, and Pack can work them out. He's a former player. So Pack Pack will work guys out and and obviously do it really well. He was like a really good player. So so Pack can do that easily. And you could even even though it's totally unconventional in this scenario, you could have your head coach do it because Scott Brooks is in great shape and could still play. Uh, maybe I just take one of the developmental guys. So like maybe I just take like Alex McLean. Who's gonna be like an extra body for scrimmages, and like can work guys out? That might be the dumbest answer of all time. I genuinely have no idea, but I'm just throwing it out there. Is that is that insane? If you just take one of the development like player development guys instead of well, like one of your extra well, no, like assistant I, coaches, front of the I, bench guys. No, in fact, I was thinking I might take two of them. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so so a couple things. So first of all, you, uh, you you took Robert Pack and Longobardi, which I get, but you didn't take Tony Brown, who I believe was considered to be the effectively the the, the lead assistant, right? Right. I mean, yeah. Uh, no, I mean you could easily take Tony Brown. Everyone, I I honestly just kind of said one of those guys. You could easily take Tony Brown over over either of those. I I genuinely don't know. You know, like. <laughs> I, I, any of those three, Mike, Mike Terpstra, um, you know, any of those three guys, I, I, it would probably be one out of three of, of Pack and Longobardi and Tony Brown. Cause Tony Brown is technically the number two to Scott. You're right. So I, I, uh, I, I, I had some thoughts and then because I was sitting here before we started talking and I'm like, all right, I'm sufficiently bored. What can I do? I was like, oh, you know what? Let me take this really stupid question I came up with and ask somebody what they would do. So I actually proposed this to somebody and said, what, what would you do? They, they said somebody connected with the Wizards organization broadly. They said Scott Brooks, Tommy, Tony Brown. They said then they would take Alex McLean and they would take Dave Atkins. So Dave Atkins is the lead player development guy and then Alex McClain sort of for the reasons that you said he's player development he can get out on the court with Wall and Beal and really you know work them for you know athletically um he, he gets along with those guys as well uh so obviously it starts getting weird when we start talking about okay well imagine the game is happening Scott Brooks is doing whatever Scott Brooks does but you have the assistants who have these jobs in the scenario I just presented there's only one assistant so does Tommy Shepard sitting on the bench helping out in, 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 in some capacity like like that? Do you tell, I don't even know, Jan Mahimi, somebody like that at the end of the bench? Hey, man, you're probably not going to play, but here's the deal. We need you to do this, that, No, you know what you do. Uh, I'm, I'm totally serious about this. If, if this is the real, I mean, it's outrageous, but if this is the real scenario, you know what you do in that scenario. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm totally, I'm 100% in on this, in, in this hypothetical. You, you, you make John Wall an actual assistant coach. Like he's, he's an actual assistant coach now. He is on the bench in a suit, and, and like he is assistant coaching that game. You tell John, like we, we need you to do stuff. I need you actually as an assistant coach. You're in the coaching meetings now. Like that's, that's what you do. I like it. By the way, how about how about this? On the assumption that the the two way players can still be part of this, you make Robert Pack one of your two way players. He never plays, but you just make him <laughs> one of your two ways. That way, he can be around. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that could be the move. You like change one of your two way guys, and then you like sign like uh, like Tom Thibodeau to a two way contract. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And that's I mean, him. Antoine Jameson's, uh, you know, on on the uh, on the staff these days. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, you can really have fun. Make Christy Tolliver; she's a player developmental kind of assistant. Make her put her on the two way. That that does all kinds of things for you. True, that's true. That I don't know. Would that, would that violate a, 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 her contract with uh, with LA? <sighs> Probably. Plus, like in all these scenarios, like if the WNBA starts up, I don't even know if Christy Tolliver is around because uh, yep. they got their own thing going on. Right. Their seasons could conflict. I, 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 obviously, this is this is silly, but it did, it did sort of make me think like if you sort of like maybe this is a topic for a different day is sort of like 
I don't know if what I don't know what I'm saying ranking the importance or whatever, but like sort of ranking the rank and file people below and Brooks and Shepard as to like who you know if you really start how to strip things back, who's the most important? Like I didn't include Brett Greenberg, who obviously you know, incredibly smart guy and 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 you know he's uh, does a lot for them, but like he can probably do his job not there. He can he can uh, you know run all his numbers and 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 be on zoom calls and things like that but uh you know but there are other people like we said we only had in my scenario only one assistant coach and two developmental guys so um yeah i don't know yeah yeah you make where we're at. you make john wall an assistant coach there i i think dave atkins is one you could take landon tatum if you want a development guy they they really like him they think he they think he's really good he's a player development guy for them and they think he's really good he's also one of the best players of the the the, the two best players of the player development guy landon played it where did he play d1 somewhere idaho state something like that um but he he played he played and and he's still young he's he's 30 maybe Something like that. And Alex is like in better shape than anybody on the Wizards. Alex McLean is is an outrageous athlete. It's insanity. And he played pro for a decade and is still probably 34, 35 years old. So he can he can play with them when they need extra people to and work them out. Yeah, I mean, I think you do need a player, at least one player development guy in that sense. Like they're technically lower level than assistant coaches, but player development staff is really important. It's really important. Right, and especially in this incredibly bizarre scenario where, like, you know, you're going to have to keep these guys sharp on all fronts, uh, physical, mental. Like, you're going to need somebody on that front who sort of keeps them, you know, they can, like, talk to that's not the real coaches, but, like, you know, keeps them engaged. And, uh, you know, I think, like, that type of that type of deal. You know what? All I've, right, changed, I've uh, changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I am taking two player development people. Cause, cause I've nice. I've decided that, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe my player development person is Dave Atkins, though. Just because, if this season is really, I mean, they're 24 and 40, so you want whatever is going to make you better next year, right? So just have the guy who have the people who are going to be the most important for the young guys. So like Dave Atkins works with with those guys on their shooting. He is like the main guy working with Rui on all of his fundamental stuff. Like I, I want him there for all of that, you know? So on a practical level, absolutely. And even if we were saying, forget this particular season, let's just say next season, the same thing. They're going to the pod. You only get five. You could still make that argument because of the fact that you have so many young guys, what, 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 whatever. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. But there's something to be said for having the player developmental guys be around because you've got all the young guys for sure. This this is a hell of a conversation. I don't know. I I don't know if this is good podcasting or not. We're gonna find out. This is just talking about all these people. Like I don't think anybody knows the player development staff, but we're talking about these people that nobody knows. But let's uh, let's put this thing out and see how it does. That's, that's, I mean, the reality is like if the forget the wizards. I mean, I, I, right? They're going to be some limitations to what people can bring. So maybe it's not the wizards, but whether we're talking about the Lakers or the Celtics or, or whatever, some of these teams are going to have. I assume some. I mean, maybe it's not five. Is probably not the number. No, that's an outrageous uh, scenario. Yeah, 
That's, that's, <laughs> but, but, I don't, uh, it's not probably not the number. It's 100% not the number. But it's a fun thought exercise to really kind of show you how important certain parts of the organization are. Absolutely. All right. I, my brain is taxed on, on ideas, so it's up to you if you have more, if you want to keep talking. Nah, man. We're done. We're good. We fulfilled the listenership. It, you know it's a great podcast when – at the 35 minute marker you say i don't really know if this is good podcasting or not but that's when you know it's you've really got a gem of a podcast thank you everybody for uh listening to this if you if you can't tell ben and i are going a little stir crazy but this is like always a fun outlet and a fun way to be social in may of 2020 because this is what being social is right just like getting on skype or zoom and talking to people so i appreciate you guys listening if you're not a subscriber to wizards after dark you can subscribe to wizards after dark just head on to itunes or the athletic app or wherever else you listen to podcasts and you can go and you can subscribe for free there if you want to be a subscriber to The Athletic, you're a subscriber to the podcast, and you aren't a subscriber to The Athletic, and you want to read some stuff, uh, first of all, on Thursday, I have a piece on Michael Jordan coming out that I worked on for a really long time. It's not Jordan Wizards related. It's about the process behind the Bulls drafting Jordan, and I, I spoke to a lot of people for it. I did it with Darnell Mayberry, who's our, our Bulls beat writer, but but we spoke to uh, Rod Thorne, who is the GM of the Bulls, is now actually an advisor for the Wizards. Mike Tebow, who is now coincidentally the head coach of the Mystics, as I'm sure listeners of this podcast know, and was the director of scouting for the 1984 Bulls and was really the main guy, along with Gene Tormolin, that the Bulls were sending down to North Carolina to look at Jordan when he was in college. And, and before that, Tebow was actually with the Lakers. And in 1982, two years before that, the Lakers drafted James Worthy, who was Jordan's college teammate when Jordan was a freshman. So he was very familiar with Jordan in his college days and spoke to Rick Sund, who was the GM of the Mavericks back then, about uh, draft day trades that, that he kind of tried to offer to Rod Thorne for Jordan. And uh, the Bulls said, no way. And the, the guy who ran the Sixers back then, Pat Williams, about him trying to trade up to try to see if he could get Jordan, calling Portland, who had the number two pick. And calling the Bulls at number three, and, and we got a bunch of Jordan stories in there and a bunch of 80s Bulls front office stories in there. And we talked to Jerry Reinsdorf, who who bought the Bulls. You know, if you watch The Last Dance, Jerry Reinsdorf is obviously heavily featured in there, and he bought the Bulls during Jordan's rookie season, and, and we, we, we were able to talk to him for this. So lots of stuff, lots of good stories. I really enjoyed putting it together i i think it's a it's a good story you can check that out on that's up on thursday morning on the athletic uh if you're not a subscriber to the athletic and you enjoy this podcast and you want to be a subscriber to the athletic you can sign up and you can get 40 percent off on an annual subscription if you just go to the athletic.com slash wizards after dark again that's the athletic.com slash wizards after dark and it gets you 40 percent off on an annual subscription comes out to 36 dollars for the full year my opinion it's worth it i was a subscriber to the athletic long before uh i actually got hired by the athletic our baseball coverage is insane the talent that i work with basketball is awesome our DC team is awesome with Ben and with Britt covering the Nationals and with Tar covering um, Tar covering the Capitals and we obviously we have David Aldridge we have Michael Lee who comes in and does stuff all the time and we just have we have such a good such a good team uh, I I really think it's worth it but you don't just get a, the subscription to DC with 
with that code, you get everything. You get everything on the site. You get NFL and every market and MLB and everything else that we cover, obviously NBA. Everything else we cover, again, it's theathletic.com slash Wizards After Dark. Go on iTunes and give us a review. Give us five stars. That helps more than you know, as I always say. It, it really helps in the ratings if you leave a review. And, and, and give five stars to the podcast as well. I will be back with a new episode next week. Hopefully, I won't be quite as delirious when I record that podcast. But who the hell knows? Anyway, I'll talk to you guys then.